Hello, I'm Dr. Margaret Rogers Van Koops, and you're listening to Journey into an Unknown World on Web Talk Radio. In fact, I'd like to spend a little bit of a moment here telling you that I'm sorry that I've had to cut back on my shows to one a month. A long time ago, I asked if anyone would be likely to want to be a sponsor or share and tell people about the show so that I could get some help financially with the show. So if you're listening and you would like to continue hearing this show, then please think about whether you could donate something to me at my address, drmargaretrbc at gmail.com via PayPal or through Sumaris Center Education Center, that is sumariseducationcenter.com or sumariscenter.com. Whatever it is that you're interested in, we would love to see you fill out the form if you go to sumariscenter.com and tell us what you are interested in so that we can provide number one, good shows for you, number two, good education, and number three, products that you're really looking for. I'd like to talk to you today about gratitude. When I was a little child, I was constantly told, be grateful, you've got something. The reason I was told that is because I was born in 1942 when England was at war with the Germans and we couldn't even have a cup of tea, not that I wanted one at that young age, we couldn't have any sugar in our tea. Um, we didn't have uh, much food because the only food we had came off our local farms. And so any bit of meat that we had was enough for one person. Had to be made into some kind of stew for probably eight people. So you can imagine how I look at food today and especially in America and uh, Japan, and I find I'm given a ginormous plate full of food that is enough for two or three people. Now, another thing that I was told many times when I was young was eat up all your food because there are starving children all over the world. They haven't got food. And today... I don't think things are very different all over the world, especially in Africa and in India and of course now in the Middle East and even in deep China. There are people who have families and are surviving on roots and bugs like spiders and you know horrible food that you and I wouldn't even want to eat, i.e. a poisonous snake or something. Yes, it's all about how we are brought up to believe that we are lucky, that we are safe, that we are given something that makes us feel wonderful and in that way feel as though we are grateful. For the past 25 years, I've been teaching in Japan and I've been dealing with a lot of families who are very concerned with the materialism of this world. There are ways in which rules are applied to every young person. 
you have to be in a certain type of school. You have to become educated and be a doctor. Of course, that means that if everyone was a doctor, there would actually be nobody to clean out our trash, nobody to clean out our toilets in the public places and so on. So I want to say very clearly here that I am extremely grateful for those people who do do the dirty jobs around the world which we all need someone to do for us because we don't want to get our hands dirty. But what if you had to? What if it was the only way to make a living? Wouldn't you be grateful that you have a job cleaning out, say, dirty rusty pipes or chopping up bits of lino to make room for someone to put some nice carpet down? Wouldn't you be grateful that someone's doing it for you? Well, of course you would. But have you told them so? Have you said to them, I really appreciate you. I really appreciate the work that you're doing. And I very much appreciate all that comes to me and I will not take it for granted. Let me turn to food, chickens, beef, pork. Somewhere all over this world are people who spend their days killing these animals, cutting these animals up and providing us with that food so that we can eat it. Do you stop to think what it must be like for that person every night to go to bed knowing they've taken a life rationalizing that they've done it for you and that they hope that you appreciate that, the hard work and the pain and suffering of everything that they go through. I know some people are working in these kinds of jobs. They have backaches, they have heartaches, they're emotionally insecure in many ways. They have to go home to families that are arguing, families that have issues and problems, and yet still they have to go to work and do those dirty jobs. But let's switch it around. Let's move to the other side of the fence. Let's talk about scientists, people who do make a lot of money but people who are controlled by the powers of be of government, religions, philosophy, theology, all these things come into play. And of course, anything to do with medicine is very much controlled. So if you were a doctor or are a doctor, aren't you fed up with being controlled? Doesn't it make you feel unhappy? Where is the gratitude in being able to do the research that you do? Where is the gratitude from all the patients who come to see you? Are you happy? Are you content? Well, I know I'm a doctor of alternative and integrated medicine. And you can look at www.sumaris.com center.com. I'm sure all of you know it by now, but I'll spell it. S for sugar, U, 
M for mother, A R I S for sugar again, Sumaris Center, C E N T E R dot com, American spelling. If you go there, you're going to see some of the many things I do, but not everything that I do. I've spent 70 years of my life knowing that I'm going to heal people, teach people, and of course connect with anyone who is in some way needing help and guidance. And so I've done that throughout my life. And my answer to my own question, am I full of gratitude, is simply yes. I'm grateful for all the people who came to me ill. I was able to study them, look at their symptoms, ask them questions. They were ready to let me do my alternative medicine, any one of my crystal therapies, knowing that the hospital had sent them home to be more ill, with more pills, and to die. And so there was nothing left but a hope, a hope that they could live. And with my abilities and my skills and the support of my spirit guide, Master Chang, and of my counseling with Cornelius Hacitus and many, many others, I was able to come to learn just how important the state of gratitude is. Now I've written lots of books. You might like to try some of them. You can find them all on Amazon. But the particular one that I'm talking about is the rejection syndrome. We all come in with a soul coding that gives us a personality and character. This book is selling quite well, by the way. A lot of people are buying it. It's full of stories but it also gives you insight into the way your mind works, the way you're conditioned to think. And the one thing that I would like to mention here is the emphasis is on appreciation and gratitude that you have that soul coding and that you can use it to help other people. Oh, I'm not perfect. <laughs> No, I made lots of mistakes in growing up and being married and re rearing children. It wasn't easy. And I have to admit, there were times when I was full of depression. I was full of misunderstandings about myself and the world. And I was certainly not in full gratitude of my existence. I had to walk the path of misery and suffering in order to understand that that made me ill, very ill, ill to the point where I had Parkinson's disease, ill to the point where pills made me die, and thankful to the doctors that brought me back. Yes, my first lesson in true gratitude was in that moment of realizing that I had another chance to look at my life the way it was and see it differently. So when I go back and look at my life when I was being born and that V1 
bomb dropped across the street. I have to say, I was eternally gratitude to all those people that did pass over that night that I and my mother could live. And when the second one dropped when I was three, the same thing. Be grateful that I am alive and that I can do the things that I wanted to do. As a result of those episodes and the war, I did want to be a nurse, start out being a nurse, and did, in time, become the doctor that I am today. It wasn't easy. There were many people who told me, you can't do that. That's not the right thing to do. It's not medical. You can't do alternative healing. You can't do things that are not recognized by the government. You cannot hypnotize someone when you're 14 and 15 years old. <laughs> well, I proved them wrong. I could, I did, and I went on to explore every avenue of anything that would help people to recover. And the most important thing that I was able to discover was the way my mind thinks. I definitely had three categories. It's not fair. I don't get what I want. My second one was, no one ever listens to me. They always are ragging me and causing me misery and pain because I'm different. And the third thing that I had was no one believed in me and what I could do. So there was no physical support in any way, shape or form. So being a pioneer in a metaphysical field back in the days when I was 20 was like saying that I wanted to be the first woman to step out on the moon. It seemed impossible. It seemed also impossible that marriages could be mixed races. Everyone was stuck in their routines of religion, philosophy, white with white, black with black, yellow with yellow, and so on. It wasn't easy in those days. Class distinction was rife. Now today, we can say with joy that anyone who falls in love is able to marry, have children, and live a happy life with a good education. That is, in the Western world. So are you grateful that you're listening to this and that you are able to stand on your own two feet, put yourself through school, study online, integrate yourself with foreigners, learn other languages, yes, and watch television for news, that's happening in the world, as well as to learn about what is below the ocean and what is on the lands that you will never see physically. I really do appreciate 
National Geographic. It taught me so much, including things about the brain. But more importantly, my spirit guides told me a great deal about the brain in a time when people had no idea. For example, I was 14 when I was first told by spirit that a baby could be conceived outside of the womb and then placed in the womb as in the example of Jesus. Everyone said, I was terrible. How could I say such a thing? Today they do it all the time. So is every child that's born today a special child? Well, I think they are, no matter whether they're born normally or naturally in the womb or whether they're placed there. Whatever we do, we have to in some way acknowledge we are a species that evolves. We're not cavemen anymore. We are people of light. We're people of spiritual growth. We are in the second spiritual age. I wrote about that in my book, Quantum Entanglement, A Paranormal Point of View. And recently in my new book to come out soon, Trinity Stone Healing Therapy. Take a deep breath and think about yourself for a minute. Just relax. You've been listening to me talking about me and the things that I've been doing. But what about you? Cast your mind back. When were you born? What was it like back in those days? Were you full of judgment about the way people looked at you? The way they made you feel? the way they talked to you? Were you influenced by all of that? Well, of course you were. And in your own way, you'll look back and you'll say, wow, here's one example. I bought my first house when I was 21 for 3,800 pounds, equivalent in that time to $6,000. The year, 1963. <laughs> How much would that house cost today? Hundreds of thousands. So what's changed? Not us. What's changed is the economy of the world, since we all want so much. We look at the number of cows that are killed every day. We look at the number of pigs that arrive in our shops. We take it for granted. These poor animals have been genetically engineered. How long is it before we will genetically engineer ourselves? Our brains are growing. Our technology and consciousness is making our brains expand within the skull. What will we be like in 150 years? Will you need a bigger size hat then if you're born again? Actually, what is important before we move on into those times is to take stock of where we've been and be grateful for all those people who have been in your life, especially the ones who've been nasty, to stop and think about them. And to ask yourself, as a result 
of those people. How grateful are you that they tested you and made you strong? I know, for example, with my school teachers who scribbled all over my homework every time with red pencils, told me I was a bad speller, told me I'd never amount to anything. Yes, it was depressing. Yes, I cried in my pillow. But was it bad, really? No, because it drove me to try harder. I didn't want to be the worst student in school. I didn't want to be the one who was most victimized. So I turned myself around even then in those days. With the help of my spirit guides and my psychic senses, I looked at these people who victimized me and I looked at these teachers and I saw them. I saw that they were miserable at home. So in the playground or in the school classroom, they could pick on us weak ones, so they thought, so that they could feel better. So instead of looking at them, dropping my head, feeling miserable, I turned around and I said, How are you today? I hope you're happy. And they'd look at me and giggle and laugh. Oh, what's she saying, they'd say. And then I'd say, I guess you are happy you're laughing, and skip away. And if it was the teacher, they'd look at me and go, um, uh, and I'd say, it's okay, things will be fine, and they'd leave me alone. Well, through the years of schooling, I learned psychology that simple way. To say the unexpected and to be nice all the time, even when things were bad. And as I went through that, I became grateful that I had spirit guides advising me. I became grateful for all the tests that I had, one after another. I became grateful for everything that I could do, whether it was sports, artwork, or academics. I didn't worry if I got a C anymore. I was just grateful that I could write that I could read and that I could learn the things that I was interested in. So are you grateful that you can read and write? Are you grateful that you can stand, walk, go anywhere you want to go? Are you grateful when you have a holiday, have a break from work, come back refreshed? I'll remind you here that everything that we do has a spiritual essence within us. If you're a student who would like to develop your psychic ability, I have just successfully put out my first colored book of expanding images with the Omnicard. It's available on Amazon or you can buy it through Easy Time Publishing. Now, you'll look online on Amazon and find Easy Time Publishing and you will get your book very quickly. But what if you don't want to do that? What if you'd sooner be a healer and help people who are sick, suffering? Wouldn't you like to be able to take away their misery, their pain, their sorrow, the conditioning of those school years where they were victimized, judged, condemned, ruled, dominated, it goes on. 
Of course you would. And becoming a coach to those people is vital in this time, especially to the children, the young ones. The young ones are so psychic now. They need guidance. They need understanding. So if you're a parent of a psychic child, then I suggest that you do get hold of a copy of my latest book, Expanding Images with the Omnicard. You can buy it from me, as I said earlier, or from Easy Time Publishing or Amazon. But what about peace? Have you had times when nothing's happening? Have you been frustrated, worried, anxious during those times, biting your teeth, wondering why everything's so quiet, maybe trying to organize and reorganize your life only to find nothing's coming to you, you feel like your brain has stopped? Well, that's a good time. You should be grateful for that because that is giving you time to recover, to allow your brain to refresh itself. In fact, this would be an excellent time to pick up a novel and read something or study a new program online that will teach you to expand what you already know. Might even be time to take a long sleep or a walk in the park. It's time to be your own company. It's time to enjoy you being connected to the oneness and to God, whether it's religious, meditation, yoga class, or doing something like exercises, running alone in the park, playing tennis. It's all about having fun, enjoying you. This is a most important part of ourselves that we need to be grateful for. So many people I meet say they have no talent, they have no skills, they feel helpless, they feel they're a failure, they feel there is nothing left for them to do on this planet, and they become suicidal. I've been there, I know what that's like family, children, everything hanging on you, no money, no time to do anything you want to do, nobody interested in what you think or what you feel. Yes, it's a misery time, it's a depression time, it's a horrible time. But it's also the time to look back over your life and remember Remember the people who were horrible to you and ask yourself again, I say this, how did you learn? What did you become? How much of what they said was true? How much was false? How much of what was happening can you now delete? Because it's history. It's no longer relative to who you are today. The only thing that is relative to it is how it stimulated you to keep going. But not everything was always negative. There were times when you were happy, you were on your own, maybe reading a book then, or maybe walking in the park, or maybe drawing, or writing, or playing. It's time again now to find those things you dropped and start them up again. It's time to enjoy yourself and play. If you're stuck, if you have no way to move on, 
I can help you. All you have to do is connect with me at drmargaretrvc at gmail.com and I can coach you. I can talk through with you your issues. We can do it on Skype or on the phone. I can give you a reading about your soul coding. I can talk about your parents, whether they're here or not, whether they've passed on, your family, incidents, anything to do with your illness, your disease, even abuse and misuse, and so many other things. Let me be there for you. Let me help you. This is the way love was taught to me. Love was taught to me by the oneness that everyone who suffers needs love. And as I was one who suffered once upon a time, I too need love. And as the Pope recently said, he needs love because he too went through all sorts of terrible things. Everyone needs love. Even those that are happy need reassurance that they are loved. So let yourself love yourself today. Take a deep breath and breathe all the way in. And let yourself feel the rejuvenation of your body with every breath because every breath is a caress, a caress from the oneness, a reminder that the breath of life is the chi of life that loves you, that God loves you, that you are love. Teach this to the children of this world. Teach them to be psychic and to enjoy the use of it in their everyday life. No, you don't have to be a tarot reader. You don't have to tell people's fortune but yes, you do need to use it to tell when someone is sick and suffering, who needs a kiss, a hug, a helping hand, counseling, coaching, whatever healing therapies you can do, or just go shopping for them. Whatever it is, someone, somewhere needs your help, your love, and in return, you will receive gratitude more than you can ever imagine. Gratitude is a very important part of our life. If you take away the GR, it leaves you with the word attitude. What is your attitude to yourself? What is your attitude about the world? If you want to change it, then you must be grateful for what has been before. And if you are to change the world in the future, it begins with you first changing your attitude. Look at the world with new eyes. Listen with new ears. Enjoy my new book, Trinity Stone Healing Therapy. It'll teach you a lot. If you'd like that book in advance, you can pay for it in advance because it's not published yet. You can go to my website and order it. I hope you will. I want to say once again, thank you for listening to my little talk. My radio shows are all about teaching. And 
If you haven't done so yet, go to iTunes, download all the free podcasts, and listen to each show that applies to you today, because they will help you. So blessings, and thank you once again for listening to me. Be well. Until next time.